This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International, and he recently got back from a trip to Israel. Now, joining him on the trip and also in the studio with us here today is Paul Wallace. Now, Paul Wallace is an author and the pastor of Wayside Bible Chapel in Sedona. Now, for those of you who may be unfamiliar with Sedona, Sedona is a traditionally difficult place to do ministry, although it's a very spiritual place. Now, David, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Paul Wallace over the years. Well, it just shows, Mark, where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more, because, yes, yeah, Sedona has been considered the New Age Mecca in the United States in the past, but the Lord has had a bright light there for many years, and that's Pastor Paul, and he and I have been friends, I think, going towards 20 years, and I count him as a dear friend. It's an honor to have you today, Paul, so welcome, brother, as a true partner in the global work. Yeah, thank you, David. It's been a blessing to know you and get be connected with SOM. It's a privilege for our church to, to be one of the sponsors of SOM. We count it a privilege, and I, the times that I've gotten to go uh, with you abroad have been a real blessing. So it's great, great to be connected. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Paul, I, I just, you've inspired me many times. I mean, when you talk about Jesus, I've literally seen your face radiate. I've seen tears on in your eyes when you talk about Christ. And when one thing specifically that I want everybody to know is that you led the trip. You're our biblical leader for the Israel trip. You've read, written, you know, 15 books now and, um, on different subjects, of course, but you fall in love with Israel, have a unique perspective. But before we even get into Israel, I'd like you to give a thumbnail sketch of who you are. What's your story? Yeah, well, real briefly, I live in a city where my family pioneered about in the 1880s. And as a teenager going to a local church here, everyone was retired. I felt like, you know, there was nothing to do in Sedona and I, I wanted to serve the Lord. And got connected with a cult, the children of God, and ended up in the, that cult for about seven years. And then the Lord brought me out uh, while I was in Japan with that group. And uh, a British missionary helped me get back on track and, and kind of straighten my head out. And uh, I took three months up in the mountains just reading my Bible saying, what does it say? What does it really say? What is, what is God saying me, to me through the word of mm -hmm. God? And, and uh, from there, eventually, I married a Japanese woman. We moved back to the U.S. and got connected with a little church in Sedona. And just through Promise Keepers, actually, I've called to ministry. But by that time, I was in my 40s. I was an entrepreneur, had a small business, and uh, just left that all, sold that, and went into ministry. And for about four years, I was an assistant pastor and then this church here, Wayside Chapel at the time, called me to pastor. And I've been here for 21 years by the grace of God. And it's been a huge blessing. I was thinking about retiring a few years ago. I'm 70 in March, but I, when, during COVID, God just started bringing all these new age kids to the Lord. And it's been a huge blessing to watch, watch what God's doing. We baptized about 40 kids during the time of COVID down in the creek here. And and still discipling them, and it's just been a joy to serve Paul, here. I know how much you're loved, so I don't think your people are going to let you retire for sure. There's a lot of love that God's put in your heart. <laughs> and I want to connect that, Paul, right now to also uh, Israel. You 
have such an insight into Israel. You brought alive the Holy Lands for us. What was, how did that connect in your life and to build you up as an influencer and a leader in the kingdom of God? Yeah, you know, I think it was the, uh, a couple of different authors. I didn't go through the traditional way to become a pastor. I, I did take a few seminary courses, but then it's just been mostly reading on my own. And a couple of authors, uh, David Biven and Lois Ferberg, TV, E-R-B-E-R-G, just got me excited about the Jewish context of Scripture. Because when we understand the culture of the time, what the rabbis at that time were teaching and what discussions were going on at the time, it just really opens the Scriptures up to us and brings a whole new level of meaning. And so I went to Israel with a professor of archaeology. Then uh, I think he, it was his 99th trip. And I went with him on my first trip in the 90s. And that really set it off that I want to I want to do this. I want to bring people. But we do it a little different that the trip with the archaeologist, it was try to hit as many places as you can in a day. And we wanted to take people and go slow and worship and talk about, you know, the text that took place there and meditate on it and and discuss it. And so we started doing our own tours and. Then I think how we got connected with this tour is I shared with you the, you know, the trips and, and then you got excited about maybe taking some of the leaders. So I tell you, I was very blessed and kind of felt maybe a little out of my league to lead uh, a, a group with your world leaders uh, to Israel. That was a huge blessing. I, I didn't know whether to accept the job at first because I felt that. Uh, uh, maybe not quite qualified, but it was a blessing that I well, got to no, do. Well, no, Paul, you stand on your two feet well with your own insights and love. And I, we need to go up for a break here. But uh, when we come back, I know um, I think Mark's going to be able to lead us into. Let's really talk about some of the leadership insights that we could gather from the Holy Lands, and then we'll even talk about the the, the leaders themselves in the group and what we experienced. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, we're here in the studio with David Witt and Paul Wallace. When we get back, we'll talk more about this trip that they made to Israel with many of the leaders who are inside SOM's network, who are part of the persecuted church, and how this opportunity they had in Israel really shaped them as leaders and how it's going to impact their future ministries. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio and our partnership with SOM International is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. Also joining me today is Pastor Paul Wallace. Paul is an author and the pastor of Wayside Bible Chapel in Sedona. Now, uh, Paul, you said before we went to break about how... Uh, 
your first trip to Israel really impacted you. You saw a difference in how the Holy Land and the Jewish culture impacted Christianity, and that really helped you to understand the Bible in a different way. Now, our global leaders who joined you, many of them had never been to the Holy Lands before. Uh, they didn't have that experience previously. How have you seen a trip to Israel really change how a biblical leader, how a local leader uh, preaches the word and helps people to understand the, the word of God? Yeah, well, one of the first things that really hit me on my trips to Israel was the hum humanity of Jesus. We say, when, before you go to, to Israel, you read the Bible in black mm -hmm. and white. And when you come back, you oh, read like it that. in living color. Because you see where Jesus walked. And you see, you know, how far it was from where he lived to where he probably worked. I mean, when Jesus was a young man, the, there was a booming city nearby where he would have gone from his little tiny town of Nazareth, which couldn't have been more than 300 at the time, to this huge city of tens of thousands that was, uh, was the capital of Galilee at the time. It was huge. And so he would have walked four miles. You know, when you're there and you look, well, that's where Jesus lived. This is where he worked. He walked all the way here. He worked with stone. He's called a carpenter, but Tecton is a builder. And so he worked the, the tools there. When you're there, you don't see much wood, you, but all the structures are stone. So think, knowing that, you realize he was rugged. He was a man's man. He walked four miles to work, beat on stone all day, and then walked four miles back to home. And so you just get a whole different picture of relating to Jesus as one of us. Sometimes people who have a career have a, think, well, I work all the time. It's hard for me to relate to Jesus. He was this holy man. No, he was just like us I mean, in the sense that he had to work and he was tired and worn out. And we know the story of when he was asleep in the boat during a storm. And you go, how could he sleep with the water pounding like that? Well, he, he wore himself out. He burned himself out. So just seeing the places and understanding where he traveled and how far he traveled really brought out the humanity of Jesus to me. And, and I, that's one of the one things I try to convey on the tours is, you know, consider we're, we're on this bus for hours, uh, for an hour or two going from north to south that Jesus walked this route when he went to the feasts. And so seeing it puts all the biblical texts gives us a context for what we read in scripture. I love that you bring that out, Paul, is because we so much talk about the incarnation of God, the God in flesh. And yet it is that black and white. Until you get there, you don't realize the sweat involved, the hard work, the labor. It becomes real. And I, th I think of that scripture in how Jesus was tempted in every way. I mean, he, he, tr he experienced the fullness yeah. of mankind so that he can relate to us and 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 you did such a, a excellent job of bringing that out and i and i think that's and that's moving from spiritualizing everything to where the spirit and the creation and the flesh of god become one and i think it's so important in our maturity with christ and in our leadership also one of the things that i wanted you to comment on paul is that you really i saw you really develop a wonderful relationship with all the directors that were on this trip we had our India director, uh, Mexico uh, director from Mexico, uh, Colombian director, and um, and then you know myself and 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 
how was and then we met also let me just comment this i want you to go wherever the holy spirit leads you here paul um we also met with the persecuted church so how were you impacted even by the group during our time well one thing is this group was totally different from any group i've taken because usually i'm more than half of my time is trying to keep the people together you know you tell them what you want to do and where you got to be and how long you have and and most of your time is trying to get them to follow through but this group was so easy because everyone was like heard you and wanted to do <laughs> wanted to be on time and where we were supposed to be i think it really blew away our our local guides there because they they weren't used to that either because we had such a cohesiveness every group we take is is like a family but this group of course the sponsors and the leaders being much more mature in christ we just uh we had such great fellowship together and so part of it was at the sites you know talking about it and people adding but a lot of it took place while we're riding on the bus where we got to talk to one another russell sat near me and so we were constantly back and forth about uh, spiritual issues or biblical texts and it was it was just a joy to be with them one thing i will say is we think it's kind of like what i was saying before about jesus we think of those leaders you read their testimonies and the things they've accomplished and i kind of thought wow you know i'm going to be with them i hope some of the holy spirit that they have rubs off on me their anointing kind of bleeds over onto me but you know what once we were there uh and hanging out with the sponsors the lord showed me something that kind of humbled me was that no we're all the same we're all in these uh flesh bodies and we i was blessed as much by the sponsors as i was by the leaders because they're such great people of god that have a heart for the ministry and if it wasn't for the sponsors then the leaders wouldn't have the resources to oh, do yeah. what they do so part of the trip was just really having me realize yeah they're special god has a special anointing on their lives and they're doing great things for god but but i i think what hit me was everyone there was very special to god those sponsors were very special to god and it was a real blessing to have fellowship Paul, with them i love well. you bring out a spiritual leadership principle which mark and i like to do each episode and really what i i hear you talking about is really being confident in our calling of christ because when we look at the flesh Amen. right it's so easy to compare oh that person has a better gift or more powerful or whatever but no god is a a very powerful gift upon you he called you to lead us in this trip and we were equals there and unified in christ where we saw the fruit of the holy spirit and i think it's so important as a leader that all of us really find peace and find our foundation in our calling and who we are. And therefore, then we can, you know, we could talk to kings and we could talk to paupers and beggars and everything else. It doesn't matter anymore because they're all images of God. They're all God's people. So, yeah, thank you, Paul. This been a delight today. Uh, Mark, I'll let you, I, we always run slow on time and it's so rich, Mark, but 
you can take us out. Yeah, thank you, Paul, for being here today, for being our guest. We want to encourage you as our listeners to step out and becoming a better leader in the kingdom of God. At Risk Radio invites you to get involved with those who risk much for Jesus. You can get involved in a number of different ways. First of all, by subscribing to our newsletter. And I know, Paul, there's several people in your church that are subscribers to our newsletter and that are keeping up with what's going on in the persecuted church. Our full-color newsletter comes out every month and features stories from those who are serving on the front lines, many of which were on the trip to Israel. You can also help this podcast by subscribing to it, by sharing it with a friend, or by leaving a comment. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions for us, please send us those questions, and we'd like to answer those questions online. Our contact information can be found at www.atriskradio.com. Now, Paul, uh, he is a pastor, and he has written some books. And so let me give you an, a web address for the church that he pastors right now. He is over at Wayside Bible Chapel, and you can find their church website at waysidebiblechapel.org. That's waysidebiblechapel.org. And there you can find some information about their church. If you ever find yourself in Sedona. Now, Paul, if I'm remembering this right, you're right there downtown, right? We are. Yeah, right uptown. So, so you go right past the pink Jeep tours, right mm-hmm. past the crystal shop, past the fossil, you know, uh, <laughs> cellar, and uh, it's right there, right in the middle of it all. And he would love to see on a Sunday if you ever find yourself in Sedona. And lastly, At Risk Radio and SOM International are crowdfunded ministries. We're supported as you sign up to be a monthly donor or as you donate in exchange for books in our bookstore. You can visit the SOM bookstore at www.spiritofmartyrdom.com. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.